I'm honestly racking my brains trying to think what is something I'd be good at in terms of a game to make money. Nah, I wouldn't. I've I've never got the high a high level of skill in games. I'm I'm not bad, but I'm never I'm never good either. Although what's funny is then you're trying to teach like my mum how to play a game, and you're like, no, press the X button, then use like the or the right trigger, then use the, like the left joystick and and just wiggle that about, and then you'll go. Yeah, but also remember that your mum used to complete the Mario levels for you <laughs> when you got stuck. This is not true. This is true. I remember that. I got vivid memories of you guys passing your Game Boys over to your mum to be like, please complete this level. <laughs> Okay. And she's a beast at Tetris. Oh, she is. That's the one thing. Yeah. I mean, if there were any Tetris championships, which I'm sure there probably are. There are. There's there's Tetris championships for every version of the game. That's what she should be doing. Instead of like doing Gaelic tuition. I mean, who who uses Gaelic these days? Or like Gaelic singing or Gaelic poetry. She should enter the Tetris champs. Enter the Tetris championships and just wipe the floor with everybody. No, Gaming History Part 2, a Tetris world record just recently got broken. <laughs> some random kid beat like some 60, no, 30-something-year-old man who's held the, held the record in the championship for years. Oh, man. Right, I'm going to get my mum involved. Be like, yo, go and play this, this kid. And show them how it's done. What would her What would her handle be? Like she has to have a, like a Twitter handle for her gaming persona. She, genuinely, she'd either be Beanie or Christine the Bean. Oh boy, Beanie! Because that, like, literally in every single every time we play any sort of game in which you have to end, even like bowling or Quiplash, <laughs> it's constantly Beanie. Which uh, <laughs> I mean, you could you could do worse, but I'm sure there's I'm almost certain there's probably someone out there already called Beanie. Yeah, you'd have to be a bit creative with it. Like Beanie with a with a with a three and for an E. Yeah, three knee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, not three knee. <laughs> like B three oh, an E. Three. You see? Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> James, episode one four eight. We're here. The big, the big one five zero creeps ever closer. Come on, yeah, that that we're gonna do a, a very special episode for that one, which we have not discussed yet at yep. all. Uh, I'm Colin, and he is James. I am drinking black tea. This is Scotland's least dull podcast. A bold claim from which we will never relinquish. And again, that no title. one's argued it, so that means it's true. Well, that's the thing. If there is someone out there who thinks actually no, our podcast is uh, is in fact the most dull podcast. Is the most dull? Then mm. yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. We'll we'll consider changing it. But uh, no, least dull is probably the best we can go for right now. And until we can scientifically measure dullness, I think it's just all opinion anyway. Well, as we'll soon get to, uh, we can now create robot newsreaders. So measuring dullness is only a matter of years away. Yeah, robot podcast hosts. I sound like one anyway, so we might as well just sub in. Okay, uh, let's start with some actual news this week. The White House has suspended the uh, credentials of CNN's chief White House correspondent just hours after a very awkward press conference with Donald Trump. Now, yeah, where he arrived late. Oh, did he? Because he was tweeting. Okay, so Jimmy Costa, uh, who has been a pretty vocal critic of the Trump administration got into quite a heated argument with the president in the wake of the midterm elections. Before we get into this, let's just uh, have a quick listen to how that went down. I think you should let me run the country, you run CNN, All right. and if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may right, ask Peter, one other ahead. question, are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's that had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, 
Mr. President, me, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if go. I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that, that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, that's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. As you will not have seen or heard there, whilst Jim Acosta was asking the question, a female intern was trying to grab the microphone off him. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're watching it in real time, to me, I'm not being biased here, there does not appear to be any sort of malicious action, no, like, putting hands on any sort of intern. However... There's no attack, no. Yeah. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders then said his credentials had been revoked because he had placed his hands on a young woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the White House put out a clip of what they're talking about, which was doctored. Like some yeah. frames had been repeated. They sped up They sped up the hand motions to make it look like he karate chopped the, the woman. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was trying to sever her arm. So, right. So that's where we are now. Reporters are being banned from press conferences of the White House because, yeah, they're, they're, they're aggressive. Yeah, super aggressive. James, what would what, you make of all this? It's just a bad sign. Another bad sign. It's not like there's just one bad sign. But when you've got your government saying that journalists are evil and we need to bar them from places and no journalists allowed except the ones we agree with, it's not a good thing. I don't think anyone should think it's a good thing, but... I'm pretty sure everybody who, not everybody, I'm pretty sure a significant number of people who support Trump and the party are going to think this is a great thing that a journalist has been barred from the White House. Yeah, and it's the kind of tactic which you'd see in the likes of China. Yeah, somewhere that it does high censorship of, of all information. Imagine. And also the fact that, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like, right, so CNN, yeah, you don't really like us very much. You've said bad things about us in the past. Therefore, you are not allowed to come anymore. Well, fortunately in this instance, I believe it is just Mr. Acosta that is not allowed to go anymore. Not entire, not the entirety of CNN. <laughs> they didn't play that card. I'm pretty sure it would be hard to be like, Jim Karate chopped a woman. The whole organization is not allowed to come. But are we just like a few months away or like another karate chop away from that happening we are one karate chop away from propaganda state yeah i think what then annoys me or kind of makes me a little bit upset in like a very not actually i'm upset about this way is that the fact that the white house have actually used a doctored clip yeah whether they doctored it or not they should have known and not used it because the yeah the footage they've used is from Infowars, which is of course is the far right organization yeah yeah notorious and Definitely truthful and definitely never doctors any clips to make their, yeah, point. It was a bad use of a clip. It's also the fact that then afterwards, one of the other journalists kind of stands up and says, actually, no, Jim's a good guy. He's a diligent guy. He's uh, And uh, we like him. And then Trump's like, well, I don't care. I don't like you either. Yeah. You're also bad. Yeah. Well, talking off the You're midterms. Bad. You're bad. Uh, You're bad. The US, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, was fired by the president in the wake of the elections. I don't think because he had anything to do with it. No, Trump has not liked him for a long time because he's, he removed himself from the Russia probe. Yeah. It's the AG's job to do that kind of stuff, but then it turned out that Sessions had ties to Russia, so he was like, yeah, sure, I guess I'll have to remove myself. And then Trump was like, how dare you save your own skin? You should be saving my skin. So instead, he's replaced him with someone who, of course, 
his name I did not write down, but it's Matthew something. Yeah, who, who cares? It's some guy who isn't so scared of the probe. Yeah, and is gonna try and gonna try and intervene probably. It's some it's some guy who has criticized it in the past and said it's a massive waste of time and it's a witch hunt. Blah blah blah. Yeah. The only thing I think the saving grace here is that some Republicans are actually still behind it. We're like, look, let's let let's let the investigation run its course. It's more just Trump. Yes kind of terrified and, yeah. and, and be like no we have to shut this down uh, instantly yeah and everyone forgetting again that this investigation has already proven to be profitable because of all the assets they've been seizing from people found guilty right before we move on to anything else yeah midterm elections the uh president of course donald trump uh, hailed the tremendous success a oh, huge victory yeah in the elections after a night of very mixed results so of course uh, the republicans held on to the senate but they lost the house of representatives which uh, the Democrats regained control of, and this obviously will now make passing any sort of legislation rather difficult for for Trump, including like his plans for his wall, which he talked about spending five point nine billion dollars on, which is just a blatant lie. Yeah, he also started building it. Definitely started building it with the intent to finish it, not just the intent to get some votes in the midterms. The other thing I saw was his constant mentioning of the migrant caravan, mm-hmm. which after the election ended after the kind of the the polling booths ended yesterday which was uh thursday the 8th there was not a single news story on the fox website about the migrant caravan funny it's just kind of like disappeared into to thin air maybe they all just went home yeah everyone went, they, all, they all just left it's not just a convenient story for them to use to get votes no that'd be silly yeah. but yeah like it's nice that they've got the houses split or the whatchamacallit split up between the parties that's about normal it's not so great when the ruling party goes unchallenged, and especially when everyone just votes in line with their party instead of voting in line with actual facts or whatever. There's also like some scientists who are now in Senate, I think it was, or maybe it was Congress. No, yeah, no. So some of the some of the new reps are actually literal scientists. There's like a nurse. It's actual human beings instead of lawyers, which is cool. Not that all lawyers aren't human beings, but. You know, if everyone's, if all the representatives are lawyers, then you're not really representing everyone. Can I also ask as 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 well, just on this uh, talking of the midterms? I see you've added a link here saying hmm. a dead guy got elected. Yeah, a dead guy what? got elected. So in Nevada, somewhere I believe. Nevada, yeah. There was some pimp, quite literally, Dennis Hoff. Yeah, Dennis Hoff, very good pimp name, who like two weeks ago died in a brothel, <laughs> uh, age seventy-two. What a way to go. Yeah, um, but his campaign <laughs> continued nonetheless, and the people voted for him, regardless of life or death, you know, because they liked him that much. And now he's that's insane. Gonna allow his party to pick some rando stranger to be the representative or whatever. Just just reading a little bit more into this. So one yeah. of the uh, titles, uh, two of the titles he claimed, were America's pimp. And the P.T. Barnum of Booty. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Sounds like a good guy. Was then found dead in a brothel, age mm-hmm. 72, yep. and uh, has had several accusations of sexual assault and rape. But that doesn't stop anyone from getting elected. Clearly not. Like Clearly the people are just like, oh, well, it's just a lie. They're just making it up to try and derail a nice man's campaign. It doesn't even matter if it's truth or a lie. There can be evidence, and it, just, it doesn't matter because he's 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 representing our party. Is- this allows them, instead of getting a Democrat that they know their name of, to just hope that the Republicans pick a good guy to represent them. So it was the the vote wasn't really between 
the Democrat and a dead guy. It was between a Democrat and the Republican Party picking a good, uh, picking the guy that they wanted after the fact. Apparently, yeah, despite the fact that thousands of people marched past polling site signs that said, Notice of death of candidate, he still, <laughs> he still won. Like, yeah. I think that says, obviously, you know, is maybe just a strength of feeling for the guy himself. But at the same time, he got nearly two-thirds of the vote and he was dead. Yeah, it's just people vote for the party. They're hoping that whoever the party chooses to represent them is good. And that's how it's working over there. Incredible story. But, you know, the power split, silver lining, the power split. That's all, that's all, that's all. Right, let's talk some entertainment stuff now, shall we? Yeah. Starting with Breaking Bad. Now, Breaking Bad... my my favourite TV show. ...is genuinely up there. I'm not going to say it's my favorite TV show of all time, but it's certainly up there. I'm talking top five yeah, it's not quite. TV shows ever. Like, in, I guess, and it's probably the same for you, James. I'm looking for a show which is consistently good throughout every season. Not just like, oh, like, for example, House of Cards is a good example of a show which the first two seasons I thought were excellent. Well, first season and like half of season two were excellent. Mm-hmm. Really great stuff. And then after that, it just kind of became very mediocre. Yeah. Whereas a show that doesn't just, you don't have to go... Oh, you have to slog through, you know, yeah, exactly. the middle seasons. The first ones and the last ones are good. Whereas Breaking Bad is a show which was consistently brilliant. Yeah, and kept getting better and better. Yeah. So, this is the news that despite the fact the TV show is over, the uh, Hollywood reporters stating that director, I'm sorry, series creator Vince mm-hmm. Gilligan yeah. is to revisit the world of Breaking Bad again, this time in a two-hour movie yes now whether the movie is kind of like released theatrically or made for tv and whether it will feature brian cranston's walter white or aaron paul's jesse pinkman we don't know yet but the suggestion is that it will be focused on jesse pinkman because he's the uh sorry can we spoil the ending of breaking bad have people seen it by now yeah Right, okay, he's the only one who, who's still alive at the end of the show. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's going to be a Hank a Hank sequel. <laughs> okay, uh, James, before I, I weigh in with this, what do you think about this story? So, I, I, I kind of liked the ending of Breaking Bad when you just see Jesse getting away, joyfully getting away. Yeah, you know, he's crying tears of relief. And that was great. Love it. I'm happy. I don't need more ending for Jesse. Then, Mr. Gilligan creates the prequel series Better Call Saul, where a character that I thought, no way can this character be the lead in a series. He's, yep. he's a relief character. He helps people. He's a good character, but no way can he hold it. And then Better Call Saul is one of the best series that's ongoing right now. It is incredible. It's still on my list. So clearly Gilligan's got a good way of writing follow-up stories to series rather than having spin-offs that just are mediocre and you're getting in the fans in with the service and you're getting the fans in because the previous show was popular yeah you're getting them in with good writing so maybe this film will be good i don't think we need it but i didn't think we need a better call Saul. okay you basically stole all the points i was going to make but yeah that's that's essentially essentially where i am because when i saw the spin-off better call Saul being announced i was very skeptical being like this is just another way of making money out of what was a very popular and successful show. But Mm -hmm. then, as you say, the show is excellent. So, So if he's talking about a movie, which, whilst I feel it's unnecessary, I would have faith that he'd be able to create something which is actually good and like a solid canon 
mm-hmm. to the story. So long as it's not a movie that's dedicated to setting up a new TV series or something, I'm happy. Right. Okay, that's fair enough. Let's move on then. Uh, Kingsman 3. Hmm. Now, the second one, The Golden Circle, yes. uh, came out, uh, I think, was it earlier? Yeah, it was earlier this year. And now, when they're talking about the third one in the franchise, Taron Edgerton will not return as the main character, Eggsy. No. Oh. James, what do you make of this? That's a bit awkward. They're, they're going to make it anyway. Do you, re- are they, is, do you know if it's going to be a recast situation or just a new, new story situation? They've not said, but at the same time, like, he is the main character, so I'm not entirely sure where you go with this. Like, do you keep the rest of the supporting cast? Again, sorry, spoiler everybody, but the fact that the first Kingsman, the first Kingsman works so well because, basically, of Colin Firth. Yeah. Just playing completely against type, and uh, both he and Taron Edgerton were, were great, besides that very weird uh, ass scene at the very end, mm. which I, I thought completely changed the tone of the movie. It was a bit unusual. But the second one was was just a bad film. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. I've heard many bad things, so I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's it's just rubbish. So why they're making a third one? It's probably because it made a lot of money. It's probably because the second one was profitable anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, if Taron Egerton's kind of aiming for bigger roles now that he's doing this Elton John biopic then potentially he's just looked at this and been like, actually, you know what? The second one was pretty bad. I'm not going to stick around for this one and become yeah. like just known for that one role. Yeah, cut ties before before it wrecks my reputation. Yeah, so yeah. you could leave you know, Mark Strong and yeah, and Colin Firth. They resurrected him for the second one because they realized killing him off in the first one was a bad idea. But still, no, I think they, they can't say the bag by now, I think. That's not that's not the phrase I'm looking for. The, like, the, the magic's gone. The magic's because gone. Yeah, like the first, it worked. The first film worked, and then they were like, oh, wait, we're making a second one? Okay, we better bring them back. Yeah. I mean, they could still make a third film within the story, just, you know, change it up, make it a, a super big prequel film set in the olden times. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Or, or a super big sequel film set in the future times. Okay. You know, who cares? Just give it the title. If the, if the title's a money-making brand, do what you want with it. Recast the character if you want, but that seems cheap. You might as well just rewrite the whole thing. Make a good film. Okay. Disney's streaming service is <gasps> coming next year. Oh, man. And as opposed to what I said last week when I called it Disney Play, <gasps> I was close. It's actually going to be called Disney Plus. Google Pl- Disney Plus. <laughs> so uh, CEO Bob Iger confirmed the new player is going to be called Disney Plus, which uh, I think is hilarious. Are they just Google but but bad, but badder? At naming things. Why would you choose that name of all of all things? Why not just call it something completely different, not just like, oh yeah, just Google make Plus. make up a name. Make up a word. Or, or the people, our audience, have forgotten about the existence of that terrible social media site, which I said was going to be the next big thing. <laughs> I just think you could have gone, why just, I don't know. I just think it's a rubbish name. I mean, I haven't thought of anything better because I'm not getting paid to, but they probably paid someone a whole lot of money for that dumb name. Disney Plus. What? They probably had like focus groups and everything and be like, yeah, what what do people like? And Disney Plus is the winner. How? It's just so bland. I know. It doesn't sell. Also, if you want a streaming service, just don't have two words in the name. The more words, the worse. (laughs) Netflix works because it's one word. Hulu kind of works because it's one word. Do you think Disney, or rather, sorry, Disney Plus is the so-called Netflix killer that everybody says it is? Well, I know. It's the so-called... Um, everyone's being an honourable citizen and not pirating things killer. 
that it will that it will be you know as soon as all these services start coming out and and everyone expects us to pay seven quid or 10 or 15 a month to watch some of their shows everyone's just going to start pirating things again yeah no one's going to make money and then all the media is going to complain that oh pirates are evil people that steal things are evil nah man they're just poor and everyone's asking for a billion monies to watch their stuff. Do you remember those like old adverts that used to screen before you played home movies? You wouldn't download a bear. You wouldn't steal a jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those ones. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I couldn't. I couldn't you wouldn't it. colonize Mars. <laughs> all these things. And then it was like, you wouldn't do all these things, so you wouldn't download a movie. Like, <laughs> download. Oh, man. Those are the good old days. And the, 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 the guy sitting or the girl sitting at like a giant PC and the like downloading button. <laughs> the whole screen, yeah. The whole, yeah, whole screen. And then it's like, how, how fast did that download as well? Like, if it was going to be realistic, certainly for the era in which it was released, you'd be sitting there for hours before the thing downloaded. Yeah, but pirates have good internet. As Evil a, people have better internet. As opposed to just what it does in the advert, which is just like this blue bar, which just goes bloop. Yeah, my internet is still not Movie downloaded. Fast. Yeah. Exactly. Neither's mine. Oh, man. Okay, anyway. It's a dumb, it's a dumb name, Disney. Please rename it. They're not going to do that, James. But uh, amongst the news they announced for Disney Plus were a second live-action Star Wars show. Oh boy! So we already have the uh, we already have a Mandalorian, a Mandalorian, in her starring role in the Mandalorian. Yes. <laughs> and now we have Diego Luna, oh boy. who is from Rogue One. Uh, his name was Cassian Andor, mm-hmm. who is returning for a prequel live-action TV show. <laughs> Of our roguish character who sometimes does bad things, but for a good reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's part of, like, the Rebels, so he does... Yeah, he's like... He's like the Robin Hood of of space. Well, but also sometimes he kills other Rebels. <laughs> okay, well, in that case... for a good reason. In that case, he's not really like the Robin Hood it's of not space. really. I don't think Robin Hood ever, like, like just straight up killed Little John or anything <laughs> to get away from the bad guys. You're my scapegoat. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but like, what on earth? Why would you? Why would you make this show? Why? I don't know. There's no tension. I don't know, James. Because yeah, you're right. You can't kill him. There's, yeah. so, there's so therefore, what's the point? Yeah, Although Harley said you... that. Go ahead. Like with Better Call Saul, you can't kill him either. Well, yeah, but this is a show based on intrigue and escaping narrowly from horrible situations. But if you know he does, then there's no tension, and you know all the side characters won't make it because they weren't in the film. Yeah, I agree entirely. Like, I don't understand why you'd make this because, yeah, there's if he is like the lead character shooting people and like killing people or whatever, you know he's never gonna be yeah. mortally wounded. So what's the point? But also, this is going on to Disney Plus. If if, if I, yeah, I it is. So that means it's gonna be a PG thirteen. So it can't even be that dark. It can't even be that interesting. It's gonna be for kids. Okay. And granted, some of the Star Wars kid stuff is great. The Cl- the Clone Wars TV series absolutely wonderful the rebels tv series i've seen some of it also mostly good but that's all animated stuff. mostly good you can be good with animated stuff the live action i've got no hopes for right especially if it's going to be pg-13 before we talk about shrek and it chapter two the <laughs> other thing which was confirmed was a loki tv show now we talked about this as, oh, yeah. well, as well as like a scarlet witch spin-off and apparently uh falcon Bucky Barnes spin-off two. Oh, oh really? I didn't. I forgot about that one. I didn't hear yeah. about that one. Something about that Loki one. Loki 
has been confirmed. It is happening. Tom Hiddleston is returning. Is it? Is it a prequel? Have they confirmed? They've not said, but obviously, uh, sorry, spoilers, in Infinity War, Loki met his end. Or did he trick everybody? But someone's pointed out that actually in his death scene, he stabbed Thanos with his wrong hand. <gasps> so maybe... He always stabs with his left hand, but in this one, he used his right hand. Maybe he, Marvel have pulled a fast one, and Loki is just up to his... Good old God of Mischief tricks again yeah, for the umpteenth time. He's trick tracked us all. This time he made a manifestation of himself that can be touched. Yeah. And so, murdered slowly. Who knows what they're going to do with that? I mean, I know this is just, let's be awful, awfully uh, cynical about this, another way to get those dollars out of people's pockets because yeah. people will pay for a show like like, like that. Yeah, make people pay for Disney Plus by bringing Loki in. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus. I, I, I hate saying it. It's a fairly savvy move on their part because it is a show which is going to take a lot, uh, take a lot of boxes. Yeah, so whereas like Falcon and Bucky spin off. Nope. No. Nope. Nobody cares. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? Exactly. And by the time they make that, then people will have already paid for it. So. Yep. Winner, winner, as they say. Winner, winner, Disney, Disney Plus. <laughs> Shrek, Shrek, the uh, lovable ogre. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know? Fun fact, James. I remember uh, when I enjoyed watching Shrek. Do you remember, I don't know, you don't remember this. Maybe in, in school I did, was too ashamed to tell you. One of my school nicknames was Shrek. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it was really sad. Is it because you were so lovable? <laughs> it's, be- it's because I was green uh, <laughs> and was madly in love with a princess. Uh, no, actually, uh, it's just because kids are cruel. And, and uh, you shouldn't yeah. have brought that donkey to school. Exactly. I mean, that was another problem. Uh, or my cat, who wore boots. Okay, <laughs> so Shrek is being rebooted and everybody. Puss in Boots apparently and yeah and Puss in Boots yeah. so I mean this is one thing I did not realise the original came out in 2001 it's a long time ago so we are talking close to 20 years ago which is this seems reasonable yeah so I'm kind of okay with the reboot I mean it's almost 10 years since the fourth one I don't know if you remember there was a fourth one wow yeah there was the first two are still excellent movies. Oh, yeah, no, Shrek 2 is one of the few sequels out there that was maybe better than the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also the fact that, I mean, I didn't realise the films are so old, but they still stand up today. Like, they're good movies. They are. So, when they're talking about reboot, I don't really know if this class is as a reboot because... Well, is it a reboot if you have the same cast? Exactly, right. Now, this is this is one of the producers f- or who's been tasked with writing a, a brand new look at Shrek who says, like, he knows the characters as, oh, it's Eddie Murphy, and that's Michael Myers, and that's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. So let's keep them all, let's get them all back in, and let's do it again. Like, that to me is not a reboot. Let's do Shrek again. We're going to have the same script, but better animation. Yeah, like, like... Reboot. Are they just going to go back to day zero and pretend that none of the other films exist and just do it again? Uh, no, Shrek's going to be an anti-hero in this one. Instead of just, like, because he's an ogre, right? He's supposed to be quite the anti-hero, but he's just a yeah. bit rude sometimes. He doesn't do anything really that bad. In this one, he's going to do some bad stuff. He scares lots of humans. Just do it. He's, yeah, he's going to be, he's actually going to scare real humans this time. He's gonna, it's going to be a horror, a horror reboot. I'm going to say, like, he actually, yeah, like, physically eats some humans to really give it an edge. Yeah. Rated 15. I'd see that. Oh, Shrek. <laughs> yeah, a, a rated 15 version of Shrek. I want that. And also the fact that, sorry, just to go back in the main point, you can't just call the film Shrek again. Like, you're going to have to rename it, so you're going to call it, like, what? No. The Shrek? That's what they're, that's what they're going to call it. They're going to call it Shrek again. Shrek again. <laughs> yeah, like, the first Shrek. 
<laughs> Shrek Reborn. Shrekker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, I just think this is a stupid idea. I know it's just because it's on to making more money for DreamWorks, who have not had a great time of late. But at the same time, mm-hmm. come up with something new. Aye. But also Shrek and and a few of the other characters have been have been always popular as as the old memes on the internet. And everyone knows that when something's a meme, eventually it becomes a film. The cycle <laughs> will continue. True. Okay, last but not least, before we talk about kind of reviews and stuff, It's Chapter 2 has wrapped filming, uh, and uh, Bill Hader, the comedian, apparently says that now that they've all finished, it's surprisingly emotional. Oh. Which is maybe one of the words I didn't expect to hear from this. Yeah. Uh, excited for this? Because obviously the first one made 700 million worldwide, so they are obviously made a second one. I w- it's... Surprisingly emotional is a phrase that has me a bit more excited about the film. Because that means it's gone in a direction that I wasn't exactly expecting it to. Probably more traumatic. Let's be honest here. Maybe emotional isn't the word they're looking for, but traumatic. So I'm, I'm excited. Just in case anybody doesn't know, this is the sequel that picks up 27 years later with Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy and Bill Hader amongst the cast. Yeah. Uh, don't know too much about it yet, but it's basically all the original characters except old. Yeah. But to break the real-life cycle, they haven't made the film 27 years later like they did the last one. That would have been commitment. Uh, time is slipping away, James. Let's talk reviews. Uh, okay. I have finished Daredevil Season 3, and I've also seen uh, Oscar frontrunner First Man. Mm. What have you seen? I'll get to mine later. Attack on Titan Season 3, and a film called Wolf Children. Wolf Children? Wolf Children. Is it about Twilight? No. It's like Twilight, but good. It's not at all like Twilight, but good. <laughs> right, go. Uh, so I don't really know how to describe this without making it sound real awful, but basically, it fall. It's it's a coming of age story about some wolf children, and I don't mean like wolf pups. I mean human children who are also who are also wolves. Are you sure this isn't Twilight? They can be a child or a wolf, and then later okay. on, they can probably be not a child but a grown up and or a wolf. And, you know, just following the early years of these two kids and their, and their single parent living out Interesting. in rural rural Japan, learning how to tend fields and how to go to school while still being a wolf child and or not go to school while being a wolf child. And genuinely, I was surprised by how many feels this film gave me. Okay. It's one of those that you come to the ending and you just say, I want more, but I also don't want more. They did a good job. They tied it off nicely. I'm all for it. It was totally not Western. It didn't follow any of the Western tropes for film or story writing in general. So it was good. Fair enough. Uh, for a very kind of polar opposite, First Man, of course, is Ryan Gosling doing his thing, mm-hmm. trying to win that Oscar. Yeah, and, being uh, oddly attractive while being asymmetrical. And <laughs> Claire Foy as Neil Armstrong's wife. So this is the story of Neil Armstrong uh, going to the moon. Now, I guess what I'd say is if you think of this film, don't think of The Martian or Gravity and that it's like fast-paced Hollywood shot like quips and uh, looks very sleek and very like modern. Mm-hmm. First Man is shot like it's been shot maybe 30 years ago. Ooh. So... 
you know, it's not it's not just like a here's a nice walking scene and uh, you know they're walking through the corridors and all that. It's like here's a super close up of Ryan Gosling's face and all you can see is like his eyes and his mouth and his nose and he's having a conversation with with his wife who's then just in a slightly wider shot and it's like the camera's kind of a wee bit shaky. So it's not it's not your conventional Hollywood film. Put it that way. I like the sound of this. So the the actual moon landing is amazing. Really, really indeed it was uh, in terms yeah. of. In terms of a technical achievement for this film, as opposed to what you're talking about, James, <laughs> as opposed to the way they've made the way they've made it look in this film is is genuinely jaw dropping. Like it's ah, I don't know. I just really really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the performances are great, but yeah, maybe it's because I was expecting something more like The Martian, mm. and instead it, it was more like jackie it was it was shot if you saw the natalie portman film jackie from a couple oh, years ago right, yeah. it's shot like that mm-hmm. so kind of unconventional uh to what i was expecting it's still good i wouldn't rush out to see it again to be honest but yeah I expect some nominations come golden globe oscar time that's that's good that's good to hear i like the sound of this i don't want everything to feel and look the same yeah that's it, it, that's true it's not it's nothing like yeah, the, the films I've listed, so which I think is what will help it do well. Of course, Damien Chazelle, who's already won for La La Land and Whiplash, yeah, he'll def he'll definitely get a nomination without a doubt. Uh, and then lastly, I have finished Daredevil season three. Have you finished it? No. Right. Well, I won't spoil it. Okay. But what I'll say is it's a slow burn, but there's some episodes towards the end in which I was like, right, okay, I, I'd like to see the next one right now. Ah. Uh. Uh, it does get better. Right. It does have some problems, uh, but we'll discuss that once you've actually watched the, the full thing. Okay. And once I've actually, like, figured out in my head what I want to say. Yeah. It is, like, it's never going to get to the, the heights of the first season. Nothing ever will. No, but it does... Yeah, we've resigned to that. And fact. it does have some, just some really daft... Oh, I mean, it's the same with every Marvel Netflix show. Just some really daft moments and some stuff which just doesn't make sense, but... Yeah. I did enjoy it. Like, I did... But at the same time... At the end of it, I was like, well, there we go. That's the end of Daredevil. Now I can move on with my life. Yeah, a pattern uh, that I'm sure Daredevil is going to continue, even though I haven't seen it, is not living up to the thing that we were sold originally. We were told that Marvel was going to have these Netflix shows. Everyone was going to get one season of their own stuff. And then from then on, they were going to be all up in each other's business, appearing in each other's shows, helping each other yep. out, doing all this. We've just had like a couple of episodes here and there where people appear in the same ones. Do you know the only kind of crossover with this show is in the final 10 minutes of the last episode see exactly when, when jessica jones's name is mentioned that ah. is the only crossover literally there's not there's nothing else at all yeah so in the luke cage there was one episode with the iron fist yeah and the iron fist i can't even remember because it was just so bland <laughs> There's not really been a whole lot of crossover stuff. It's all the side characters that are doing all that. I don't want the side characters to tie things together. I want interesting dynamics between the hero members. Right. Once you eventually finish it, we'll discuss it more. Again, Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk is brilliant, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, I do also think that is the end of the show. Like, I, oh, the podcast. I'm not seeing operate. I mean, I mean, no, no. I mean, Daredevil. I mean, like that's it. That's it. I doubt. Th- I doubt they will make a season four. I think that's it. Well, that would be okay if there's resolution. Like, if we come to an ending, that's good. Yeah. Yes, oh, I suppose so. Right, yeah. James, uh, time well, is almost I know, up. I saw Attack on Titan Season 3, Colin. Oh, wait, so you did? I did. Talk so, us, tell, tell me about it. It was awful. <laughs> Truly horrendous. Okay. Terrible. 
the the intro to the show was was the harbinger of doom. The intro title sequence was was dire and awful, and I was like, "What even is this?" Oh man! And then the show was awful, and I was like, "What even is this?" And the very last moments of season three, the cool stuff starts happening, and that's the end of the season. It was it was just horrible. And I'm gonna watch season four because it should be a whole lot better. But my goodness, have I have I been disappointed by a season three of a show okay. that I liked until now? Right, time is uh, time is gone. Let's just talk very very briefly about this. A uh, Chinese news network has created the first ever AI TV newsreader. <gasps> Good lads. Now, it it is modelled on an existing newsreader who now has a robot likeness. Uh, James, did you I wonder who's I wonder who's going to lose their job first? <laughs> Um, did you see this clip? Did you see the example? Yeah, yeah. It looks what did you right. make of it? I'm, I'm allowing it. It's 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 not quite reached the the weird stage where it looks so real. It looks not real. It's, yeah, it's not. It's, it's still, not, it's still obviously yet. CG, so it's not. It doesn't feel uncomfortable seeing it. Yeah. Um, and also, this kind of technology has been around for a while. We've got we've got the ability now to superimpose people's faces onto other people's faces <laughs> easily. So computers have worked out faces quite well. And it's just it's just reading stuff, so it's just language processing. The technology is out there. China's the first to actually put it into use in the news media. I'm expecting a lot of different companies will follow. All these companies that just rely on 24-hour cycles of news with no character, just fact, fact, fact. Yeah. Or, or in China's case, probably not, not quite fact, not quite fact, maybe fact, no facts. Um, it's pretty cool. I like tech. This is interesting. It just means that newsreaders can also fear for their jobs with the tech revolution that is yeah. coming. Everyone can fear for their jobs, especially this one guy in China. <laughs> it's the yeah. He's going to say he may as well uh, get his P forty five now. Um, <laughs> it's the one thing I'd say that it's it's in, like whilst that level of technology is impressive, I still think I know we will we will get to the stage inevitably. But there's still an aspect if you need like a human voice, whether that be inflections or pauses or just knowing how to tell a story, which robot voice just does not have right yeah, now. Yeah, that one was a bit off every now and then. Some pauses in there that were very questionable. Yeah, however, there I, I have no doubt we will get to the stage at some point, which is a bit sad. But well, The same uh, with everything. Basically, we're going to be, eventually the human race will be a race of things that are kind of competing with AI. AI is better at everything. There'll be like the AI Olympics, there'll be the AI art galleries and the AI compositions and orchestras and concerts. And then there'll be the human ones, which we go along to to support human beings because like, oh, we can do good things too, but it won't ever be as strong or as good. Can we end on a genuine question? Ooh, Uh, wait, do we answer it or do we just leave it, leave the question unanswered? Well, let's, let's, well, I mean, wait till you hear the question. Okay. Will we get to a stage in our lifetime? Now, I know this is ridiculous. When AI are so smart that they think, actually, the human race are really stupid. Let's kill them all. Let's iRobot them real hard right now. Like, is, is that genuine? Is that me just, like, be reading too many sci-fi novels? Or is that... No, that, that's completely possible. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's a little bit scary. You but know, it's fine. Like, we'll, we'll be dead by then. Yeah, no, to ease the nerves a wee bit, what will happen before that is that the US, Russia, all these big boys will figure out how to use AI as weapons and then humans will make the decision to kill all humans. It won't be AI, oh, it'll be people. They'll send, well, yeah, that's what they'll do. They'll send like robot spies who will be invincible and don't 
like die through being shot multiple times. Well, at that and or swarms of drones with machine guns oh, man. and bombs. Well, hope everybody has a great weekend. This has been Cecil Parade. Thanks if for you... listening, friends, family, and <laughs> everybody else. If you want to get in touch, of course, Snapchat, Gmail, all that stuff. And uh, yeah. Or real life. Sometimes real life's good too. Indeed it is. James, thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Cheers, Colin. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, robots. All the best. Jim Acosta.